The Voice by LGBTQ plus youth and music only on synth. This is Loud and Queer. Welcome back to Loud and Queer on Sin. This is Liz. Um, we have an amazing um, interview with Georgie Stone and Maya Newell. It's all about Georgie and Maya's new film, that there's new documentary that is coming out on the 22nd of September, um, The Dream Life of Georgie Stone, released on Netflix Thursday, the 22nd of September. Georgie Stone being the creative producer on the project and Maya Newell being the director. Um, it's an amazing documentary. So when it comes out, I highly, highly recommend going to see it. Yeah, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. My name is Georgie Stone. I am an actor and a writer and a producer, and I am uh, a creative producer on an upcoming Netflix documentary, The Dream Life of Georgie Stone. And hi, I'm Maya, and I'm a director and impact producer, and um, yeah, I'm the director on The Dream Life of Georgie Stone. Thank you. So yeah, The Dream Life of Georgie Stone is out in under 10 days now. I think when this airs, it'll be about four. How are you both feeling about it? I'm really excited. It's It's been a really, really long road to finally getting it out there. We started filming this eight years ago. I was 14 and now I'm 22. So yeah, I'm really excited for people to see it. The screenings we've had so far have been really wonderful and yeah, I'm excited. A bit overwhelmed as well. It's it's massive, but um, it's really cool. Yeah. And I think similarly, we put so much heart and effort and work into making films um, over this long creative process of observationally filming, uh, in this case, me hanging out with Georgie for many years. Um, and then also a beautiful edit process with um, Closer Productions and the three amazing producers and editor Brian Mason, um, that it was very, yeah, it's just very beautiful to finally be launching this baby into the world, um, in this case to 22 million subscribers. So yeah, I agree with Georgie that it's quite intimidating, but yeah, we're ready yeah, awesome. And I guess um, for listeners who might not be aware of the project, can you tell us a bit about it? Sure. Um, so I suppose The Dream Life of Georgie Stone is a short film in some respects. It's 29 minutes and it follows the memories of Georgie Stone, who's here with us today <laughs> as she's navigating um, uh, affirming her gender and fighting legal battles uh, and also just emerging into adulthood and finding her voice. Um, and, yeah, Georgie, what is it about for you? Um, I mean, that was articulated beautifully, Maya. Um, yeah, it's just it's just really about me growing up. It, it sort of charts the journey of me as a young trans woman kind of growing into myself and and I suppose gaining agency over my life over the years so it's it's kind of a coming of age story and it's weird to think about your own life and think about it like a narrative and and you know characters and story beats and stuff but um yeah I suppose that's what it, it, it's about. I think the other really beautiful thing to say about the film is that it's not sort of a straight cut documentary story. We've worked really hard to bring in this idea of dreams and memories and falling in and out of um, your, you know, Georgie's unconscious uh, as she remembers all of the moments that made her. So it's non-linear and kind of flips in and out of these elliptical memories, uh, which is, you know, beautiful moments when she was a toddler twirling in a tutu across the lounge room with her twin brother and 
um, you know, fighting legal battles um, all the way through to Parliament and then, you know, in a blink of an eye she's in uh, the next scene. So, yeah, it was a very beautiful creative process to lean into that art. Yeah, awesome. And, um, yeah, like you said, Georgie, it can probably be a bit strange to think of, like, your own life story in the sense of like this narrative for the documentary. Um, but you did serve as creative producer on the project, like you said earlier. So yeah, I was keen to hear about kind of the importance of that role in the context of telling your own story. Yeah. Well, I think what I've learned as a trans person and being in the media and, and advocacy and telling my story over the years is actually how powerless that can be. And and I realized I haven't really ever had agency over the way my own story has been told so to be a creative producer on this project was really important to me because it meant for the first time in my life I actually had control over my story and I got to be a part of the editing process I um, got to watch all the different cuts of the film and and have my input into it and really be kind of hands-on with Maya and the team and creating the concept and the story we wanted to tell and and those moments in the film making sure, you know, they're there for a reason and that they're respectful. So, yeah, it's been a really great process and through it all I've developed this real appreciation and love for the storytelling process behind the scenes. I've just had three years on Neighbours and being on in front of the camera has been awesome and I love it, but now I've got this real sort of passion and love for everything that happens behind the camera too. So, um, yeah, it's been wonderful. Yeah, awesome. And um, did you kind of always feel that way kind of even when production started or I guess just because, um, you know, a lot of young transgender, diverse and non-binary people listening were always kind of hesitant engaging with media in some way or people telling our stories. So like how was that kind of eased for you? Um, well, I mean, when we started, like when I was 14, we didn't really know what story we were telling. So it was really, it was less about, I, I wasn't really thinking about that at the beginning. I was thinking more about, you know, meeting Maya and and learning to, you know, getting to know her and trust her. And I, I've always been a very, uh, I've always been very passionate about performing. So I suppose getting in front of the camera, in front of Maya's camera was very exciting for me and I loved it. I suppose... I think through advocacy, I've become more and more aware of how private I am and how private I want to be. I quite quickly realised that, you know, the media landscape isn't safe for um, uh, trans people like me, but this process has always been a process where I felt um, safe. And I think just to add to that, like what it looks like behind the scenes, and Georgie said that we didn't really know what we were making and that you know, I think as a filmmaker or a director, you can always come in with prescribed um, ideas about what you think a story should be. And that is always based on the assumptions and biases that we hold that are, you know, fed from the media landscape. And so this process has sort of just allowed years really to get to know Georgie. And as she said, you know, for us to build trust with each other and slowly it emerged the kind of story, you know, first that we did want to tell a story because that was always on the cards that we didn't want to tell a story um, and then slowly emerged what, what that would look like um, and that was just always a two-way conversation. So we had, you know, kind of, you know, informal conversations but also formal story writing workshops where we 
thought about everything we'd filmed. We thought about the kinds of messages that were missing in in uh, the landscape about trans and gender diverse young people, and slowly formulated what what this could be. Yeah, Maya, is there anything more about the production process uh, you could tell us about? I think the thing to say as well is like on an everyday basis, the way that I usually work is just very one-on-one. So it kind of was just me coming along with my camera for many years and sitting at Georgie and Beck and Harry and Greg's, you know, kitchen table and having cups of tea and and talking and and filming. Um, But also there's just this amazing team behind us who have, you know, backed and supported this long process and collaborative process um, from close productions with Sophie Hyde, Lisa Sherrard, Matt Bate, uh, and Brian Mason, uh, and that is, you know, there's always, you know, the incredible umbrella of people holding a story like this um, and those invisible roles. So that was, yeah, it's just very amazing to see it come to fruition after all of that work by so many people. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I guess just generally, um, what are you hoping people that watch The Dream Life of Georgie Stone kind of take away from it? Um I think from a trans perspective, from my perspective and and in seeing other trans people watch this film, I really hope people you know take take away that that concept of of dream life and I, I hope it's a a story that can give a little bit of hope or at least help trans people feel seen and and invigorated um in the truth that a dream life for us is is possible um and can be a reality and and for people who um aren't trans I really hope they watch the film and realize how vitally important it is that trans people are supported and uplifted by the community you know we need that help we need allies we can't keep, you know, fighting these battles by ourselves. I'm 22 now and I'm exhausted from just living a life where I've had to continue to justify my existence and, and ask for help and, and, and fight uh, against people and ideas that tell me that I shouldn't exist. You know, it's exhausting. So I really hope um, people watch this film and, feel emboldened to help and there are ways in which you can support if you go to the dream life website um it it will show you ways in which you can support us and support the film and support the impact campaign that we are um, running alongside the film yeah awesome i i am definitely keen to ask more about that campaign i think that um what's really beautiful is that we have this huge opportunity with a massive audience on netflix but really uh it is about harnessing that audience um and you know everyday listeners here to do more than just watch the film if you've been moved by it uh when it hits netflix on the 22nd of september to actually take action um and there's a number of goals you know some of them one is about amplifying the voices of trans and gender diverse and non-binary young people we're putting together an amazing zine led by Ward Mason Hyde, which will uplift and show the diversity of, you know, young voices out there. Also looking to increase funding for gender affirming healthcare so that trans young people can access quality and timely healthcare close to where they live in every state and territory across the country. Um, in And also to support family support services. Um, and I suppose just generally tackling transphobia by sharing the film widely. 
And all of those goals have been made in collaboration with Georgie and Transcend Australia, which is the amazing partner organisation, um, which was set up by Georgie's mum, Beck, and um, I suppose out of her love for Georgie. Yeah, it's very like, I feel like social impact in filmmaking is becoming a very kind of prevalent conversation and it's not always done kind of ethically or um, I guess, you know, with the full commitment that people could put into it. But this one definitely does feel you know, a very natural campaign to kind of follow from the film and obviously Unquiet has has done them before quite well. So yeah, definitely everyone listening, dreamlifefilm.com. Uh, all right. So I guess just wrapping it up, um, is there going to be any more kind of screenings or panels people could look out for post the release on Netflix? Um, we're very excited to have the launch of the zine and the screening, another screening of the film at uh, the Melbourne Queer Festival um, coming up. But I suppose the real big push is to watch the film, but also host a watch party, like invite your friends over. We know that, um, you know, change happens through conversations one-on-one amongst friends where you have time to really like sink into the issues and um, express your feelings and and share what resonates with you. So we've got an amazing uh, discussion guide, which is on the website as well, which you can download and just have a read or yeah, we'd love you to host a, host a watch party when the film comes out. It makes a huge difference um, to the Netflix algorithm of how many people really uh, engage with the film in that first month. So please try and get behind it. Yeah, awesome. And um, what's next for both of you, if you don't mind letting us know? Well, uh, I am currently writing um, a a TV show, uh, which I'm very excited about. Um, It's another learning curve for me. Um, So I'm I'm developing that and I hope to launch um, a production company so I can continue to to tell stories and to help empower other people young queer people to tell their stories too. Um, that's a really big dream of mine. And, um, yeah, I want to keep um, producing. I want to keep acting. And um, But, yeah, right now very much focused on uh, dream life, which I'm very excited to be doing. Yeah, and I think, you know, similarly our heads are down and uh, loving working on this campaign, which is going to be going for a little while. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, my big project at the moment is my new baby, which is kind of like like a real baby, not a film baby. Uh, and <laughs> and she's the cutest baby ever as well. <laughs> um, and that's taking up a bit of time. Um, but, yeah, got a, got another few projects in development, which is really exciting. So um, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. All right. Well, yeah, thank you so much, both of you, for coming on to Loud and Queer. And, uh, yeah, best of luck with the, the launch and all the, the press following and the, the, and the campaign, of course. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, so you just listened to Sammy's amazing interview with Georgie Stone and um, Maya Newell. Um, an amazing interview all about the dream life of Georgie Stone. And again, it's on Netflix on Thursday, the 22nd of September. So when that comes out, I highly, highly recommend uh, tuning in for it. I got to go to a preview screening of that bit earlier last week. I wasn't able to talk about it last session because I was a bit sick, but it was... An amazing, amazing uh, film, so I highly recommend seeing it when it comes out. Um, if you want to find out more about the film and the impact campaign that uh, Georgie and I are doing, um, they're doing it with Trends in Australia, and you can find out more about that at dreamlifefilm.com. This podcast is brought to you by Sin Media.